on the Twitch. Um, so usually what I like to do at this point right now is uh, just share the post again real quick or like yeah. share that we're live. Uh, if if you wouldn't mind uh, letting your peeps know, letting your fans, yeah. your homies. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. you got to show me how to do this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just talk about right. Is there just a link? Like, you can send me the link? Oh, you can. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Um, let me find you on the Discord real quick. It's going to show that I'm on Discord on the stream, but whatever. Uh, just... Uh... Oh, well, you know, I could have just sent it to you in Messenger. Let me just go ahead and do that instead. That's probably wiser. Yeah, whatever is easiest. I'm yeah. cool with. Uh, Facebook likes to goof you all the fucking time. And it makes it really hard to do anything. Facebook straight up like listens to my conversations with family members. And then they'll be like, hey, remember that shit you were just talking about? <laughs> well, it's right here as an ad. Yeah, basically. What's that? <laughs> you uh, You looked up Thanksgiving one time. Here's every Black Friday sale that's going to happen in Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. be ready for that. And then there will be, like, Battle Gear for, like, the Black Friday <laughs> yes, sale, exactly. like, right next to it. Of course. Of course. No, but uh, let's see. Did you get the link? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, brother. All right. Uh, now... And then coo coo coo. Uh, I should probably share it too. Okay. Let's see. All right. We'll share that as well. I'm going to post it on. For the peeps who don't have Facebook. Yes. I I sometimes put it on Snapchat. Rarely, though. Rarely put it on Snapchat. TBH? Mm. Give me that. TBH? Give me that sauce. I hate Snapchat. You know, <laughs> TBH, I kind of do, too. I don't really use it ever. I just now started using it, but now I just use it as like, hey, guys, my stream's going on. And I'll just put it on my story and just not do anything. Although oh, I yeah. did randomly get uh, hit up by somebody I went to like high school with, and they're like, "So how are you and uh, how's you and your family? I don't really see pictures of you guys together." And I'm like, mm, "I mean, uh, it's definitely not true, but okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is a little awkward." Uh, <laughs> oh nope, my family's good. You know, my family that I actively am with. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. This is weird. This is awkward. Craziest people try to pop back up in your life sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. I'll have people like create a whole new account or like get a whole new number, and I'll get a message and I'll be like, "Did I fucking block you?" They'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, what are, you, "What are you doing back in my life?" <laughs> yeah, get out of my turn... life, Starla. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking turn into Muscle Man. Dude, I recently. <laughs> 
I looked up how to do the muscle man voice because I was so fucking bored. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, just do Kuwabara's voice from Yu Yu Hakusho and then just lower it a little bit. Add a little bit more Damn. air and you're just, you're good. And now you can sound like muscle man anytime you want. Dude, that's basically <laughs> Muscle Man's voice is basically how you how you do the the third technique. I'm just gonna call it the fucking third technique. That's a new name for it. Call it the Muscle third Man Tech. Muscle Man Tech. <laughs> straight yeah. up. So is it you just uh, 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 Is that am I am I getting it? <laughs> I, I think you just somehow made that technique into <laughs> congrats bro wow i did it the fourth technique incredible oh my god the the, the fourth the fourth <laughs> technique someone say the the fourth awakened oh god jesus christ okay uh we could just go ahead and get started i'm sure people will hop in as we as we go but <clears throat> any hoo-ha so if you want to introduce yourself my boy Hey, uh, my name's Adam. Uh, I've been doing this vocal thing for like almost 10 years. Uh, a lot of people know me from YouTube. Uh, some people know me from Entombed in the Abyss, and a lot more people know me from Wake in Providence, all of which I have fun doing. And uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Basically, that's <you>. like <laughs> that, that, that's the highlights of it all hey let's see oh yeah look at that bam we already got people in the chat uh pocket <laughs> the name pocket sand hey pocket sand thank you so much for the follow they said uh hey adam uh gerald stacy here from facebook that is a very hey nice gerald behind you <laughs> <laughs> look this is my grandma's office all right <laughs> we fucking exclusive in here so <laughs> There's a butterfly. We real family folk around here. Yeah, no, there's, there's... <laughs> oh, on that side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that my shit's God. dope, bro. I that that, that butterfly is core AF. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you got you, you got to keep flying. <laughs> Jesus so. Christ. Yeah, that's you're my, right. That, that's my message to my grandma. Keep flying. Oh Jesus Christ. Okay. No, she's still here. She's not dead. <laughs> no, she's living. Yeah. I just keep flying, you know? She's just not like here, here. Uh-oh. Well, this took an interesting turn, but... What? Oh. She's in New York right now. Oh, I was like, are you, are you like, saying she's like not like there? Or... No, like... she's a ghost. She's a ghost. She's a ghost. Now, man. that'd be she crazy knows. as shit if she walked in with, like, a ruler or a yardstick or something and just started beating the shit out of me. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, uh, yeah, just like the olden days. Uh, yeah, yeah, back when kids got beat because they wrote with their left hand. Oh, yeah, dude. My mom was <laughs> stuff back in the day because she had ADHD yeah. and nobody knew what the fuck ADHD was. Same with, same with my grandma, yeah. Yeah. It, it's some shitty stuff. <laughs> Adam, get off the dot com. Whack. <laughs> That's what a uh, pocket sand uh, is saying. Get off the dot com. Wait, what? I'm assuming they mean like get off the internet. Whack. Like as your grandma oh, or whatever. Oh, uh, well, I tried. <laughs> They're stay role off playing of it with my... you, Adam. They're role playing. Man, 
I'm better at improv. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm Bro, so bad well, at jokes. I'm so sorry. It's okay, Pocket Sands. Your name's Pocket Sands, so it gets a pass His name's me. Gerald. He's a human being. Nah, Pocket Sands. That's, that's, All right, what's, that's yeah. what's up, my boy or girl. <laughs> but I, I'm assuming, hopefully, boy by it being Gerald. But Gerald could also be a girl's name. So now I'm uh, I'm at a bit of a disadvantage. Uh, God. No, he's a guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've right. seen him. He's a, he's a real person. Wow. You've seen Pocket Sand in the flesh? Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't know if it was him. And I didn't want to be like, hey, what up? And he'd be like, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm going to stay back here and then I'll message him a year later and see if it's really him. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. But all right. So I guess the, I actually go by Stacy, which is a huge mind fuck. Oh. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I go by Leslie. The, first time. The, the internet names people create are radical. Like you mean you'll be Bob Uchiha? <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. And like me being me, I'll just be like, "Damn, that guy got fucked over by his parents with that name." <laughs> and then, and then in real life, he'll walk up to me and be like, "Hey, man, what's up? I'm William." And I'm like, "Don't know who you are." And he'll be like, "You probably know me by my Facebook name." Bob Uchiha. And I'll be like, you're Bob Uchiha. That's oh my your real God. Name. <laughs> your memes, man. Your memes get to me. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. I'll be like, oh yeah. No, go ahead. C- continue. Continue. No. Oh. I didn't have shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was just. Yeah. All that's right. it. So we already got the who are you. Uh, what got you started, you know, in, in doing. I don't even want to say like deathcore, just like music in general. I think is a better, better way to go about it. Honestly. Um. Well, I was really bad at the recorder in elementary school. Ooh, I I can't relate. Nah, that purple ribbon boy. Ah, go fuck your purple ribbon dog. <laughs> uh, I'm just not instrumentally inclined. I feel that. Uh, I feel that. <laughs> And I went into chorus and I was like, hey, I can sort of do this thing. And then towards the end of elementary school, oh, segue, uh, the first live chorus, like musical type thing that I did, I was like five years old and I went commando that day because (laughs) I was wearing sweatpants and I'm five years old and who, you know, is really looking at a five-year-old's dick. So, uh. And I remember my mom going, you're not going to wear underwear? And five-year-old me was like, I don't need no fucking underwear today. <laughs> and I, I didn't really say fuck, but. Uh, I don't need no fracking underwear, mom. Yeah. And uh, as I'm on stage, these two kids who thought I was a different kid pantsed me. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> that, yeah that happened that's, and that's I was what like, got you started from that that's day forward where, yeah. the, 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 the angst straight up, the anger straight up full frontal in front of the whole you know audience but I pulled him up quick as shit you know um, but I was like what the hell and they were like sorry we thought you were Brandon and I was like <laughs> what's gonna happen to Brandon <laughs> and uh, but after that you know I was sort of disenchanted with um, 
the whole chorus thing. And then my older brother uh, was in chorus all throughout middle school. And I was like, well, maybe I should just try it again. And in middle school, kept on it. High school, kept on it. Uh, and then uh, I had always been into more heavy music. Like mm -hmm. I had to burn... I grew up in like a really sheltered Christian household, very strict, <laughs> very strict. Uh, like if you don't go to church or if you miss church, uh, you have to stay in your room all day and none of your friends can come over and we're turning the Wi-Fi off. Basically, you're just going to sit in your room. Uh, I want you to think about God and why he would want you to have friends. Basically. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> uh <laughs> and uh um just got into heavy music i had to like burn like the slipknot self-titled album onto a crash onto a casting crown cd or like a newsboys cd or <laughs> you know stuff like or not onto that cd but i would like you know burn a cd and write newsboys on it oh or, yeah you know whatever tell me this new dc talk is it's Dude, getting different, it. son. Yeah, straight up though, like they got me through hard times. <laughs> like they didn't for Christian music, it wasn't that bad. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, but Christcore was listen. Christcore was a time. A hey, you want to know the only thing that pissed me off? <laughs> a lot of those bands will do cover songs and rewrite the lyrics Christian, and I grew up thinking those were the original songs. Oh. So there's this one artist named KJ52, um, and he was like a, a, Christ, <laughs> a, a Christian rapper, and he would like take, you can get with this, or you can get with that, or like Dear Slim from Slim, like, oh, and God. he'd take, the, he'd take those songs and like rewrite all the lyrics at Christian style. Oh, so no. me, he was me getting in the Christian Weird Al. Oh God, <laughs> that sounds awful. So, like, me getting into middle school, kids would be, like, you know, in the halls being, like, you know, fuck this, fuck that, singing the song. And I'd be, like, that's not how the song really goes. <laughs> My, and they'd be, that like. That song's all about God and Jesus. <laughs> how much yeah. he loves you and me. Yeah. And I thoroughly <laughs> remember writing on the bus. And if I said you ain't about like God, that. I'm going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> It, oh fuck it! Uh, what was his name? Zach Wolf or something like that. Oh god! That yeah. dude who writes that song. Yeah, that video is funny as shit. But <laughs> I, I like remember being on the bus and I was talking about it, and this kid was like, "Hey!" And I like turned and looked at him, and he's like, "You know, none of that shit's real, right?" <laughs> and no one had ever said anything like that to me before, and I was like, "Huh? What? Who?" Ha <laughs> You're and saying I my got... God's not real? <laughs> what is this? God's yeah. not dead three? And then like two years later, I was like, oh yeah, this guy's a really fucking real. Um, <laughs> but well, to me, at least. Oh yeah, I don't no, wanna, you know, I don't... everybody can have their own beliefs as yeah. long as you ain't a homophobe, a transphobe, a racist, you know, simple things, right? Like Yeah, a, a decent, decent person. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, it's not too hard. You don't need religion to. You do or yeah. you don't need religion for that. You know, just do what you want to do. Just don't be an asshat. Yeah, just have a moral compass. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
sort of sidetracked there. Uh, I got I I did chorus all throughout middle school. Somebody said audio but... adrenaline, and I'm triggered. Audio. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Hey, you know Toby Mac? I do. You know his son died? <laughs> no, I didn't. The, the, the one that would be on all of his songs, T Dog? Oh, that's he really died. sad. Yeah, he died of like an overdose. Oh Sorry I brought God. it up so hot, boy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, audio adrenaline. Wow. Thousand foot crutch. Family Force 5. Anyways, let's stop talking about bands like that. <laughs> oh, oh, Devin Duarte is here also. And uh oh. full 92. Hey Adam is what he said. Actually, here, just so you can see the chat also, um, if on your computer, you don't have to like watch the video or anything. Or do you have a computer with you? I'm assuming. Kinda no. Yes, maybe. Eh. If not, it's fine. But I was going to say... Are you talking if, to me? Yes, you. No. <laughs> oh, damn. No, I was going to no say computer. that way you could no. see the chat as it comes because people are trying to talk to you. And I'm like, all right. I guess nah, I'll you just, just read these. it to me. You, all right. You just read it to I'll me. read them. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we do <laughs> so it. So Devin says, hi, with the uh, XD, but like little X and then a heart and then an ooh woo. Um, hey, Abby. And then Kung Fool 92 says, hey, Adam. And then he says, uh, uh, true dog. And then let's see. Oh, pocket sand, uh, or sorry. Uh, Gerald said, I was told I was going to go to hell because my mom was white and my dad is black. So I can relate to the whole crazy religion shit story. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. surprised me. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking nuts. It really, man, dude, like looking back on my life, like I'm so glad I'm not <laughs> a Christian anymore. Cause like I was a judgy judgy jason and i, will I didn't say, even realize it but i uh, will say they are ahead. starting to be a little more conscious of how pushy they are with religion like it used to be they'd come up to my front door and i'd be like dude look at me no way <laughs> oh hey uh let me let me call or let me make a call really quick uh if you want to just sure. chat with the uh, well shit fuck you can't um yeah give me one second Something, someone just blew up his house.
yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're back. Sorry. I uh, I got some kind of alarming news. Uh, one of our family members, well, on Alyssa's side, my wife, uh, had a heart attack. So, <gasps> yeah, that's uh, keep her in your thoughts and prayers. Thank you. I'm thinking about it right now. Well, thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I was just like, well, that's fucking, uh, that's pretty crazy, but yeah, <laughs> let's, let's try and get Sorry. back to the positive. <laughs> Didn't mean to laugh well, at that. I said, no, dude, you're, you're good. It's awkward coping thing. I, I get it. Definitely. Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Maybe. Yeah. Let's just say it's a coping thing. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. It's all good. It's all good. No, um, but let me see. Oh yeah. So we were. We, so anyway, we were trashing religion, right? And uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's what we were doing. Anyways, yeah. I threw up through a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Um, stuff wasn't fun. Uh, and I got into high school. I was still doing chorus. I knew the basics of how to scream. I could only false chord. And then, um, and not very well, just mm-hmm. like, just like my friend, one of my friend, the first friend that sort of knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, all right, do this. <sighs> and I did it. And then he was like, now put the force behind it when you poop. And I was <laughs> like, okay. And then that's how I started doing just like basic false chords. But the kid that I really wanted to be friends with, um, I won't say his name, uh, just because I don't know if he's okay with me saying stuff about him. Um, But I knew this kid through middle school and high school that I sort of always wanted to be friends with, but Mm -hmm. never really had any of the same classes, never really had a reason to come up to him. And he sort of knew me. We were like acquaintances, and in my 10th grade year, of course, he is late to the first day of class. And I don't know he's in this class, but he comes through the door, and he's like, uh, immediately when I see him, I'm like, this is my way in. This is my way in to like get taught by someone who knows this shit. And I was like, come sit over here. And he came and sat next to me, and then bam, uh, we just sort of... Our friendship clicked. He wanted, you know, to be good friends with me because I had been doing chorus my whole life. This was his first year in chorus. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be friends with him because he knew how to scream really well. And I uh, started hanging out. Uh, he started helping me out. And he knew this third technique and sort of explained everything to me, showed me, okay, this you know, vocalist does this, this vocalist does this, this is what I do. And shit was too hard at the time. And it wasn't until my false chords were just not cooperating with me as far as like my lows went. And I just got frustrated, like punch a hole in the wall, frustrated. And I looked at, I looked at him and I was like, uh, fuck it, dude, teach me that technique. And for like two weeks, he just was with me. And if I strayed from that bass noise, nope, do it again. You're wrong. That's wrong. You're wrong. You're not doing it. I'm pretty sure I'm doing it. You're not doing it. Go back to the bass sound. And 
that's why this technique, that technique, you literally need someone with you. You, you need someone with you who knows how to do it to show you. It's not like a false chord. It's, it's honestly like, it's so easy to get mentally into it. And then with, before you even know it, you're doing a false chord and you didn't even start doing a false chord. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's just a really hard technique. And um, eventually, you know, uh, I found out some personal stuff about him and I invited him to come live with me. And we basically became brothers and we lived together all throughout high school. Uh, and I think that's why I am skilled. I don't mm -hmm. want to say good, but I'm skilled at vocals and I was really ahead of the game at mm -hmm. such a young age is because I was lucky enough to have someone live with me that really knew this shit really well. And um, uh, sometimes I miss having that, like, uh, especially getting into the scene and everything. Mm -hmm. I learned, I learned quick that people were intimidated and uh like there would be adult bands who wouldn't go on after us because like i remember walking out of a venue one time and their vocalist was like how the fuck am i gonna follow that up he's 16. <laughs> and i was like jesus christ bro like you're caring about the wrong things here like yeah. you you get to play a show but like dude my first couple gigs were at a nacho spot we didn't know there was a scene like we were just kids who were passionate about the music and then quickly we found the scene and kids were intimidated by us because instead of focusing on the scene aspect of it and tuned in the abyss we're just these kids who would learn you know at like 14 15 chelsea grin songs mm -hmm. and then we'd we'd take that skill and we'd just apply it to our own music and a lot of the kids in the scene were kids who had been going to shows like with their older brothers and stuff. So mm -hmm. when we came, it was like, oh, these guys are good and they're new and they've never been a part of something like this. So a lot of where I would have liked to welcome people into the scene and give them praise, we were sort of, people were intimidated by us and we were fucked over a lot. We were treated fake to a lot but that's basically my rise as a teenager and a young adult uh as vocals go and um as music goes but uh yeah i mean and the whole vocal cover thing that was just something that at first i wanted to do to learn new techniques and to see how far i could push myself because when I was younger, I was really good at mimicking. Mm -hmm. All I had to do was listen to that guy for an hour and I could come out of the room sounding just like him. And that's why, but I didn't take that into my own music. I would take certain feelings and in the throat and certain sensations. And then I put my own voice into it. Like my mids, my mids are just, Basically, I learned those from Jamie Hanks of I Declare War and Adam from Oceano. And then I um, just applied that to my own mids and thought, okay, how about I throw my own voice into it? And 
a lot of the stuff I learned other than that third technique, like my highs, I learned doing to Desolation of Eden album. And a lot of it is due to the part of um, the dudes in Entombed of the Abyss just being very demanding on the sound they wanted. Not even if it's a sound I wanted to make, they were mm -hmm. like, you need to go lower. You need to go lower. And there would be no, you know, declining that. It would mm -hmm. be, when I get home, I'm going to work on this until mm -hmm. I fall asleep. And if I lay down and I'm about to go to sleep, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to do that vocal again. And I'm going to create that muscle memory. Even if everyone in my house is asleep, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Even if I need to go out into a 105 degree car in Florida, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. I I was very lucky that like even though I didn't get to do as much stuff as I would have liked to when I was younger, like I, I was pretty lucky that like my parents just... <laughs> dealt with me doing vocals all the time mm -hmm. just all the time it was just a constant thing of like i do it in the shower i do it in my room uh whenever i maybe walk through the house i would just start just blurting out things at the time i was listening to like devil wears prada a lot because that was like the, oh yeah mm -hmm, that was like yeah. the big thing back then devil wears prada is is can do no wrong they really can't um dude if i had the house alone to myself I'm doing vocals until that door opens. Yeah. Until that front door opens, I'm doing vocals. Yeah. Well, just, oh, Devin says, and then you created me. Oh shit! Yeah, I, yeah, he's uh, my protege. I'm gonna make sure he doesn't make all the same mistakes I did. Oh, so that's why you guys are such good friends. That makes sense. Yeah. Devin's Devin's a special special person to me, um, and a lot of it was like, and I'm not afraid to say, I think everyone sort of gets this when someone is new on the scene and you sort of have a standing. It's not that you necessarily think that person is going to take your place, but you're intimidated. Mm -hmm. So, whereas it was just such a like smack myself in the face moment when I realized he messaged me when he was like 13 and I didn't get back to it probably cause I was like a young adult and mm -hmm. cared more about getting fucked up than messaging people back. But after the frozen lake came out, uh, we started messaging and he told me just, you know, like you, um, sort of the start of doing vocals, I watched a lot of your videos and that really humbles me because I just thought I was some dude who was putting stuff up. No one really acknowledged the vocal as like the vocal cover a whole bunch. I thought like most of my plays were from like Russia and South America. So like, oh. but yeah, no, I, spent... I, I think a lot of people, when I tell them like, Hey, I found you from YouTube. Like they don't really like take it as like a, well, that makes sense. A lot of them are just like, oh, well, yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I think one of the moments where I was like, oh, people are paying attention is when I worked at this uh, Mexican place, this mm -hmm. Tex-Mex place, and we did like uh, Orlando has like a, a food and wine festival and mm -hmm. we were able to have a booth. And this dude from the Ukraine, as I'm breaking down the hot section, because uh, mm -hmm. we were closing, comes up and he's like, Adam, Adam. And I'm like, 
uh, yeah, what's up? And he's like, <laughs> you, you vocal covers, like straight up from the Ukraine. And I was like, oh, shit. and I was like, yeah, that's me. And he's like, I've only been here for a year. I never thought I would have run into you. I never thought I would have seen you in person. I've been watching you since like you first started. And I was like, okay, this <laughs> right. is nuts. To the point of where a guy doesn't even know that I live in Orlando and he's from Ukraine. And he points me out in like a giant festival and comes up to me. I was like, this is a little scary. It's a little cool. But yeah, <laughs> uh, th that's sort of like probably the first time where I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Things are. Yeah, I'm doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. I. I knew I was getting a lot of views, but I thought it was like, this kid sucks. And then, like, <laughs> this kid you know, doesn't even goes, sound like the original. Get him out of here. Yeah. Like, like 50K views of nothing but people that are saying shit like that. But, um, mm, yeah. And people are fucking mean, dude. Like, yeah, they that's, are. I, I, there's a couple reasons I stopped doing vocal covers. Uh, the grind is just tiring. No one gives a fuck about your vocal cover unless it's a brand new song. Yep. That just came out. No one cares. If you're doing a cover of Krukabanger, I'm sorry to say it, but you know how many Krukabanger covers are out there? Hundreds of pages <laughs> of, of Krukabanger covers, of Recreant <laughs> covers. Silence covers. Suicide Silence. This is Exile. There's Deathcore Anthems, right? Yeah. And this is Exile, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, a deathcore anthem, mm -hmm. recreant, a deathcore anthem. Uh, wake uh, up. Pity for a coward. No pity for a coward. I'd say suicide silence probably has the most deathcore anthems. Oh yeah, like but, you can't not cover suicide silence. Well, at least that's like the whole oh, yeah. idea presented is like you have to at least cover one song, which of, co of course I have. I've also covered as it just so oh, happens, this is exile I, and yeah, all that shit back in the day. But, well, I say back or, in the day, but... Uh, or, or like in Two Men of a Machine. Those are songs where if you type vocal cover after that song title, there are going to be hundreds of pages of it. And for oh, some yeah. reason... And, you know, even though there's 10 songs on an album, and that might not be the best song, and they're like, there's like this hidden song, and you do a vocal cover of it, no one's going to really care. And yeah. at... I stopped doing them because at some point it was like, am I doing this for myself? Because I'm at where I'm pretty sure I've found my voice in this. I don't think I need to do vocal covers anymore. I sort of attained a following and mm -hmm. there's just so much hate on vocal covers, bro. And it baffles me like when, you know, cause I used to do this. I'm guilty of this. I was younger, but, um, I didn't really understand why people were so mean about stuff. So I'd take a screenshot of someone saying like, drink bleach, bitch. I'm, I'm like <laughs> underneath my vocal cover. I posted a screenshot of it on Facebook. I'd be like, what the fuck? And then, you know, people would be like, uh, you know, forget about them. Yeah. But like, I, yeah. it just baffles. Yeah. It just baffles me. Like when people post are like, this guy said that I, uh, didn't really do all these vocals and it's like no offense bro but like what did you expect you're a good vocalist that's covering a song yeah 
Like, of course, there's going to be people out there who are insecure about their own vocal abilities and they're going to project that onto you because they can't do that. So instead of asking you for help or becoming your friend, they don't think that's possible. So they'd rather make you an enemy and degrade you. Yeah, And that's that's what a lot of it is. Yeah, I finally had that happen for a vocal cover for a Shrine of Malice cover for Kiss of the Wind. They were like, you're pushing your highs way too hard. I'm like, mm, nah, nah. <laughs> I don't feel any pain. Uh, I'm literally just doing my vocals. So and yeah, it got over 1K know. views or so on Facebook and people seem to like it. So like, you know, the, the episode of South Park with World of Warcraft <laughs> and it's the fat dude who keeps killing everyone. <laughs> like that's what people are or like when people are like you cup the mic or like don't cup it's like okay i can it's proven that hand gestures and hand movement helps improve vocal capabilities and helps with your mind so if i'm doing this or this even mm-hmm. if i am cupping bro the the progress i will make from cupping by the time i make that progress i can take this away this cup away mm-hmm. and i'll still sound better it's not about the cup it's how it helps your mind progress mm-hmm. and that muscle memory because i definitely you know, used to like cut my vocals not like on the mic per se because on the mic like oh well duh, i'm holding it uh, if so you're, like, this is if also you're double mic. cupping oh yeah don't do this don't don't do that if you're <laughs> double cupping it's like okay Mitchell. that's a little but, but like if you're but, like because say what you will because i've had people like have big threads of like just conflict over and over but like are you gonna really look me in the eye and tell me that like 90 percent of like the vocalists you listen to don't fucking hold their mic like this it's just <laughs> more comfortable t- what are you a fucking yeah. psycho <laughs> yeah you want to knock? I'm your sorry. Seat out? You're not gonna really get to hear a good like low end like register vocal if I'm just holding it like this nine times out of ten. Unless I'm like, unless, unless you're I'm like eating the mic. Yeah. <laughs> oh Dude, god. It, that, it's it's all. It's also like. Mm mm. Nope. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Someone had to okay that song. <laughs> I was like, someone know, had someone had to go. <laughs> Yes, put it up on YouTube now. <laughs> so I bet Chris Barnes was just like, "No, I still want it up." It's like, but it's not that you're wrong. Put it up. All the do you old... know who I am? I got kicked out of Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> did, you, did you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm from Cannibal Corpse. Uh, Chris Barnes. Uh, and now I basic... sound like Golgar from Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin. You basically smoke somebody's cigarettes and you're mad that you're basically just a really bad version of Rob Zombie. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> no, but... I I saw people posting about that six feet under. I was like, it can't, it can't be that bad. And no, it's really like, bad. Wow, this, yeah. is, this is actually, like, mixed terribly. Uh, the lyricism is just, like, not there. It's of, like, a five-year-old. <laughs> it's, like, it's like of a sociopathic five-year-old. Like, like, the, like, like the kid who's drawing like it. family members that are dead. <laughs> like, like that's kid wrote the lyrics. Rip one arm off. <laughs> Take yeah. another one off. <laughs> Amputator, yeah. which is probably the name of like 50 gajillion songs in this genre specifically. 
Dude, you'd probably blow Chris Barnes's mind if you were like, you know what a thesaurus is? <laughs> He'd be like, what the fuck is that? It's like, it's this thing where it takes all the dumb words you like to use and it gives you smarter versions of them. <laughs> oh yeah. My God. Yeah. Like, I, I respect uh, metal, like death metal and all this stuff for back in the day. I try to listen to it as much, but I just sometimes I just can't really get into it. And that's not saying that's bad or anything. It's just yeah. not my thing. Like, I just don't. The, the only thing that's like, which is what I'm uh, trying to do with this solo project that I got going is mm-hmm. like, um, I don't want there to be throwaway songs. I don't want there to be songs where it's like, yeah, we could put it on. No. Yeah. You want and, every song to be like this. This song is great. I love and, this song. It's going on. Exactly. So, you know, and it, I'm just annoyed by, like, the dumb, pointless, lyrical material that is coming out nowadays about mythology and, or maybe not mythology, but, like, about not real-life shit. And I'm not saying every band has to write about real-life shit, but when you guys are all writing about Beezlebub or whatever the hell his name is, or some various demon. Look, I used to do that shit too. Like, and you can only go so far with that. Like, mm-hmm. what's the concept of the album going to be? It's going to be about the Legion, yeah. which is cool. It's it's awesome. It's, it's awesome. If you can get a good concept going around it, that's dope. But like, what are you truly trying to say? Because when you're on stage and you're screaming those lyrics what are you really passionate about that like do you really believe in you know you are yeah. samael and cut like even with oceano they used to write about you know demons and shit like that and as you go through mm-hmm. their lyrical content through the years he's you know adam Morin started to realize like he's right i can about, like more I realistic can... like yeah, and, and he didn't even need to get realistic about it. He disguised realism with mythology. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, which is I'm, smart, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying don't write about the stuff you write about. I'm saying be like more thoughtful of what you're putting on yeah. paper. And another thing I don't like is when, you know, someone is writing, you know, about something they don't really even know about. Mm. Like... Say uh, you write a song about, you know, uh, having sleep paralysis. And a lot of people have sleep paralysis. And then you write a song with the intent of that experience behind it. But in reality, you just drink too much Mountain Dew and play too much Call of Duty. And that's why you can't sleep. It's not because you can't sleep. It's not because you have sleep paralysis. It's because mm-hmm. you're taking and manifesting these things that aren't even a really a problem for you. And you're labeling it under these lyrics, like can't get my eyes shut. And it's like, really, can you, or do you have an LCD screen in front of your face the whole night? Like, (laughs) come on now, let's be realistic about what we're writing about. For sure. Uh, All I write, lately is just <laughs> depression stuff i'm gonna be real honest with you because that's what which I is real most. yeah which is which is real now dude. for moon presence i i write about bloodborne because that's what it's all about but i love that game and but I you're passionate, passionate about, about it. exactly it. yeah <laughs> exactly 
people are just writing lyrics. H.P. Lovecraft, Comanetcha. Yeah, I maybe read like, like one story in the Necronomicon. <laughs> Here you go. Like I, dude, that too. It's like, really? Do you really practice like Dianetics? Like, yeah. do you do you believe really in in that otherworldly realm? Because, mm-hmm. you know, H.P. Lovecraft didn't write all of the Cthulhu uh, mythos yeah, until the last. A, it was like until, a, yeah. Until the last seven years of his life when he was going senile. Like, let's be real here. Like, come on. But I don't know. Like, that's why with the solo project, every song is going to be about something realistic and important. And even if it's not necessarily a situation that you relate to, the lyrics itself can be molded in your own head to something that you relate to. Not to the point of where it's too vague. And the mm-hmm. lyrics are too vague, but to the point of where you can get an experience uh, that's related to what I've experienced. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know. Which, by the way, Caleb from uh, Low Life says, what up, boy, or pimps? I don't know if you ever oh. listen to Low Life, but. Um, I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, Here, this may or may not ring a bell. Um, probably the biggest deathcore collab of features. Oh yeah, I've listened yep, to that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, yeah. Caleb, Caleb likes to frequent these. So, what's up, my dude? But no, we're just talking about like lyricism and stuff, and like, you know, why it's more important, or it should be more important nowadays to like really be more intent with your like lyricism and stuff like don't just write about stuff if you don't mean it pretty much like in a nutshell i if you think it's cool and you're passionate about it that's dope yeah but if If it's it's just just like like, throw away lyrics like come on bro that's art you're gonna throw away art yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna make it into something i've really been getting a lot and maybe that's why people are really liking bands a lot like strangled nowadays and stuff like and they're starting to grow is because because it's it just makes raw you emotion, feel... yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, he said "Entombed" and uh, "Awakened Providence" are lit, which I agree. Oh, thank you, man. Big agree. But um, yeah, no, like for me on this new Zero Thalmia album or not album, but EP is like every song has been like I tried to be as like realistic with myself as possible. So in that regard, at least I know I'm happy with it. Um, and like mm-hmm. I think for the most part i wrote maybe well no even i think the song that's kind of like kind of like how you were talking about the oceano thing i think it's kind of a myth mythos thing but like it still has like stuff i deal with mixed in with it that's so, like, what it i'm saying yeah make yeah, it yeah. make it your own put mm-hmm. your own experience so almost i know like, i'm happy with it but almost like the whole song is a metaphor for a real life thing yeah oh yeah definitely but no, but I think that's why bands right now that are, like, going so hardcore on just, like, being raw about emotion are getting super huge. Because, you know, sometimes people are just tired of, oh, cool, uh, I'm I'm drowning in the abyss for, like, the 17th time. Uh, yeah. My eyes, they are shut, never open wide. Like, we've heard it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing at this point separating you is, like, what's the instrumental work you put on it? What do the vocals sound like on it? That's literally it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like there's this disconnect. Like, I don't know about you, but I grew up, I grew up listening to like Molotov Solution and I identify very heavily with a lot of the stuff Nick Arthur talks about and a lot of the current stuff that Adam from Oceano talks about. And, you know, especially the Hellbound album from Fit for an Autopsy, mm-hmm. like t- just talking about stuff that bothers them to the core yeah. stuff that if they don't get it out into a song, it's just going to be trapped in there forever. And they're going to be even more frustrated about it. So like for Nick Arthur, it was a lot of politics stuff and um, he didn't care. He didn't care if people, you know, thought of it as lame or mm-hmm. thought of it as like, Hey, you're being a little too vocal about, you know, your thoughts, like, fuck it. Like, yeah. Put your thoughts into it. Put your views in it. Otherwise, you're What's just point, writing yeah. music. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I'm trying to do with like Awaken Providence and Entombed. Yeah. With Entombed and Awaken Providence, there's a lot of metaphorical concepts where you disguise real life's, you know, things mm-hmm. and, and situations and problems you're going through with not real life things. Um, but with this, with this solo project that I'm doing, I'm not really holding back with any of the lyrical material. Like they're straight up to religion, straight up to my sister dying of cancer, uh, being rejected by my father countless times. Um, you know, yeah, just growing up with trauma, and uh, just stuff like that. I'm not going to hold it in anymore. I'm going to get exactly off my chest what I want to. And if I am going to touch base on an opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, so be it. Yeah. Like, it's your like, art. You create. If, if I am going to touch up on an opinion that I don't necessarily have experience on, I'm going to spend time with someone who does have that experience mm, and yeah. someone who has been through that situation. And I'm going to do my best to include them, whether it's like a sample of their voice or whatever, because mm-hmm. there's topics that I definitely want to talk about. And I definitely be- want to put on paper, but I don't have the experience of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at least by writing and getting someone else's point of view or someone else's experience, I am not just blindly writing lyrics about what I think it would be like to experience that trauma or experience that side of life. Um, And a lot of those people who go through that stuff, you know, aren't musicians or aren't artists or just haven't really been able to hear a song that portrays exactly what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And with this project, everything's serious. There's no throwaway shit. Like, and it's also... I have this new mentality, especially like medically with what's been going on with my brain. Uh, I'm on like borrowed time. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't have time to be writing about useless shit. Mm-hmm. Like um, I got to make everything from here on count. And if you're not about like a big thing that changed me was that Michael Jordan doc, because that was a dude who, had the goal in his mind the whole time for him it was winning if you're not about winning then get the fuck out of the gym i don't want you on my team 
And that's how I treat my music now. If you're one of those people that goes, well, it fits. I don't want something that fits. I want something that is what's best for the song. So if you're going to be that person in the studio who's like, I don't see what the problem is. It fits. I'm going to be like, get the fuck out. This is my project. So you can leave. Yeah. I'm not take. I'm not taking people like you with me. Oh, yeah. I, I want winners. I don't want getting by. I've spent too much time getting by. Yeah, and for sure. That that's why uh, I want this is like my project, my solo project, because I've just spent way too much time uh, saving people's feelings. Uh, I don't want to tell him it's not really that good because, you know, he's been working hard and he truly thinks this part is good. Well, now it's like, hey, that shit sucks. We need to do that better. Mm hmm. So are you yeah. like doing all the instrumentation? Well, I say instrumentation, all the instrumental work and everything like that. Or did you like hire somebody to? No, I'm fortunate enough to have um, someone. Uh, his name's Chad, Chad Austin. He's the uh, solo, you know, does everything for Hate Priest. And I grew up in the scene with him. He played for a band called Uncle Ruckus. Okay. Uh if you guys get the chance, go check out Hate Priest. It is fucking insane. He's already put his first single out. It features me. Um, but me and Chad just work really well together. Um, I have a lot of the stuff on, as far as instruments go. Mm -hmm. It's just stuff that I've had in my head, but I can't play instruments. But I have these parts, and I'll just mouth them to Chad or play the tempo. I can sight read. I can... I can basically draw out these notes. Mm -hmm. He just has to place them. Oh, so, okay. so technically, yeah, I am writing it, but I am not playing it. Okay. Because I just, honestly, it would take me so much longer if I were to go, well, let's learn how to play guitar so I can <laughs> yeah. really do this song. You know, like, like I said, I, I'll probably go fucking nuts by like 45. So I'm or my memory will just be shot by then. And I'm just trying to make a mark before I get there. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Devin knows people close to me know, but I have epilepsy, so I have seizures and, uh, I sort of refused treatment for seven years and I'm sort of seeing the drawbacks of that now. And, um, from the medicine that they put you on to provoking seizures, just to get to see where it's coming from and try and help you, uh, to having a doctor look you in the eye and go, you might be a candidate for like a biopsy. Mm -hmm. Like if we can't get, if we can't stop this short circuiting in your brain, from this part of your brain, we might just have to take it out. So if that does end up being the case, which I hope it isn't, um, you know, I'm going to do what I can while I'm still me to make mm -hmm. something, to make something that, that, uh, people, you know, I want to make a fucking death core anthem. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, definitely. Which is I... hard to do nowadays, but yeah. Cause it, you know, everything is, you know, sounding so similar nowadays. But, I mean, at the same time, like, the things that stand out, though, they stand out. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I think that's one thing I've been struggling a lot with is, you know, 
I, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And, you know, sometimes I wonder, am I doing this just to like, feel like I have a purpose or am I doing it? Cause I love it. And I feel like that's kind of a constant struggle sometimes of just like, cause I know I love doing it. Like, but at the same time, there's just some days where I'm just like, I don't like, why, why do I? You're, you're more empty without it than you are with it. Yeah. Like the, the, uh, frustration of not necessarily being where you want within a specific amount of time is very frustrating, but it's even more frustrating watching people come out with stuff that is getting really popular and you know, you could do better than that. And it's like, man, why didn't I just stick with it? Yeah. Where would I have been if I just stuck with it? So I'd always just stick with it. Dude, I was about to be done earlier this year. Like I, I posted a status basically saying like, yo, I'm tired of this shit. I think like, I saw that. Um, and and I was. And, you know, sometimes I still am. And you're always going to have days like that. And there's always going to be days where it's like, why am I even doing this? And then it's just about staying motivated. And right now I'm just super motivated. Um, but, yeah, I'm just trying to do my best, man. I'm trying to be as busy as possible as far as music goes. Yeah, because I know... Like, if I didn't have music and, like, I didn't try to figure out something to do during this whole, like, quarantine, I, I would have probably gone insane. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. But I just was like, you know, this is the time now that I need to figure out my streaming setup stuff. I need to figure out what I want to do. I want to do content that I enjoy. What kind of content would that be? I like talking about vocals. Maybe I could just talk with people that, you know, also do vocals. And then it just so happened that after I spoke with Caleb here um, in low life, things started popping off more. Michael Soto from Strangled wanted to talk to me. We talked. Mm -hmm. That led to me talking to Chris uh, Witted. Um, and then that led to... Chris uh, is the reason I'm still doing this. Yeah, dude. He's Straight such up. a nice guy. Absolutely nice guy. I asked him a lot of questions, I think, after the stream of just like how he does like his mixing and stuff like that. And he sent me like a video of him, like doing his, like, uh, I think how he does like vocal mixing somewhat. He's the best as far as vocal. He's the one who recorded all the vocals for Awaken Providence, the new album. I went, Dude. I just drove three hours to him. And, uh, honestly, there was like days where we were like, you just want to hang out today. Like fuck doing vocals today. Uh, yeah. When I was like 21, and Tomb of the Abyss fell apart and he messaged us because uh, he wanted to record a real Florida deathcore band and that's what he considered us. So I messaged him back and I was like, not really, bro. Like, we're done. Like, we just want to live our lives. And he's like, just come record an album with me just one more time. And at that point, it was just me and Kalen, the guitarist, and we did it. And we went over there and we wrote God given hell risen in four days. <laughs> and, uh, it's all because of Chris. Chris is straight up the, the reason why I'm in awakened Providence. I owe my, up until this point in my career, I owe a lot of it to Chris. Yeah. He seems like somebody who would be just a massive, just help to like anybody. He's the first like, idol I met that was not a piece of shit to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of how Soto is for me. Like, I 
coming into the scene, sometimes I still don't really feel like I'm a part of it. And that's not on the scene's fault. That's just like, I didn't grow up with it. You know, I was doing vocals in my bedroom trying to figure out how to get good at them. And then I think uh, I got into a few bands back in the day, but it was like high school bands. I never really went anywhere. Um, and then I got into like uh, one where we played a show with I Set to Kill. And then after that, it just didn't happen anymore. Uh, got into another band where we blew up, where we're starting to blow up a little bit uh, called the Glasgow Smile and some drama happened. But like we played like, our first show, my only show with them, was a fucking huge ass show where I formed a lot of network connections. Uh, I talked to, because it was the last 10 seconds of life, Veil of Nath, uh, Rings of Saturn, The Faceless. And it was just a huge ass lineup. And like I networked a lot through that. And then after that, that's when I was like, okay, cool. And we already had started Zero Thalmy as like a studio project. But since the other band that is kind of involved uh like dark drinker is the is the band members of zero saw me as other band i'm not mm-hmm. part of that band they were just like well since glasgow is not a thing anymore let's just make zero thaw me a live project and we did and we got the vocalist of understanding eris which craig's such a stupidly good drummer like every time he plays somebody comment or comments on it like usually on like the higher end of like who's playing the show like it's nuts and uh like we have uh, like honestly the group has such good synergy and i'm really grateful for them um and then since then all i've been doing after that is just you know working on either commission stuff like doomside is a project i'm recently been commissioned to do and then moon presence Mm -hmm. is just like a for fun like rings of saturn bloodborne project that like it's bloodborne so i enjoy it but like i still don't feel like i'm part of the scene and like it's times where like Soto has been like, Hey man, I just want you to know, like, I'm proud of you for like doing this stuff. Like it's, it's really hard to like, it's important that you get those words of affirmation, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, that meant a lot, honestly, in that moment, like it still makes you realize like someone's paying attention. Like this isn't all just in my head. I'm not just, you know, spending all this time on nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've made friends in the scene, you know, but like, having somebody who's really high up in the scene be like, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yeah. Like, keep it up. Like that's, that was all I needed to like get myself like, okay, I need to keep yeah. this going. Like it's sure. validation. Yeah. You're being validated for the hard work you put in. It's, it's super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. There needs yeah. to be more of that. There needs to be less tearing down. Oh yeah. Less, um, less shit talking, less, uh, taking, uh criticism as like not 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 constructive yeah like it's like no i don't need to change your opinion's wrong it's like well take a step back bro uh take an hour to chill read those comments again and then rethink to yourself am i being super offended by this or should i listen to what he's saying now if it's some dude who's just being an asshole yeah just let him be an asshole honestly just forget about that thread like yeah because you can tell usually whenever somebody's trying to be an asshole you can tell when somebody's like genuinely like trying like the way i put it is like there's a difference between being being blunt and there's a difference between being an asshole an asshole you yeah you don't give a shit like you're not there to like be constructive on any sort of level like if you're blunt you may come off as like kind of rude but like at the end of the day you have the intent of like hey you know bettering this doesn't sound that good but 
here's this, which I mean, I've had mm. instances where I do that with like, there's a, somebody that I've seen on my pages on like in groups who always posts about his band and is just like, you know, Hey guys, I don't, I need this to get more views and stuff like that. And in the back of my head, you know, and I've kind of like made comments on it before where I was like, Hey, you know, have you tried hitting up like slam worldwide? Which she was telling me that they don't really, uh, I didn't really like what he had. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if that's truly the case. Cause the only thing I know of that they don't like is singing for the most part. Singing is like their Joe will be like, that's a no go. I think only one band has gotten away with that. And it was because he didn't know that he had singing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Chad uh, is pretty close with some of the dudes who run it, ran it. And he told me that as well. Um, That's why you know, Awaken Providence has singing in it. No, it's not like Icy Star singing, but it's singing nonetheless. So the song that we did get uploaded onto there is from, it's a song with no singing, two songs with no singing in it. Yeah. But back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if it wasn't to their uh, specialization, if it wasn't slammy enough or death metal mm-hmm. enough or you know, had this certain aspect to it, it was going to be a, a no. Like, oh, yeah. uh, they turned down uh, one of the songs off of uh, God Given Hell Risen. And, you know, that was their niche at the time. But now there's a more demand for that style of deathcore or that style of metal uh, yeah. to where they, it doesn't really matter, you know? It really, I think, like, I've seen so many things on Slam Worldwide that are just, like, not anywhere close to, like... Mm-mm slam yeah well because it it hinders their audience like it Mm -hmm. it hinders their growth it's like a band with the word fucking it like that's never going to be a household name yeah like it's going to be super hard to market that and get endorsed by stuff yeah pretty much but like and in that comment i think i was just trying to make like the idea be of like well you know you might try going through like an outlet and research it because like you know whenever we were starting with zero thalmia it was one of those things where the first thing i did was like okay who outlet wise is like going to give us the most views for what we have whether or not it's good in comparison to some of the other videos on that platform you know which Mm -hmm. gives the most views and in that time slam worldwide case in point we got like 7k views on our debut single which on like average it looks like 5k is like a band that's doing pretty good is usually mm-hmm. around the views they get and then anything up like higher than that usually is a little bit better and to get 7k on a on a single that wasn't really mixed that well it was pretty fucking nutty and a lot of it was just positive comments honestly like, yeah so like that was that was a start but like in my head i'm just like people just don't market themselves like at all it they I feel like they just kind of expect like a share to do the trick nowadays. And it's just like, it, it sucks. But even back then when like zero Thalmia was first like taking off, I had to do a, a lot of research. Like I had to figure out who's our demographic. Um, you know, what's the age of people who listen to us, where are they located and then build an audience on Facebook. Um, and then boost the post to like, Hey, the single is out, uh, you know, check it out, check us out. Like just things like that, you know. You don't have to like spend a fuck ton of money. To, like, yeah, all the science is behind it. Mm-hmm. There's like, a lot of free marketing you can do, honestly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're okay. 
You ever heard of Groove Nation, bro? I have not. Dude. <laughs> Back in the day, <laughs> that's that's how I got a lot of like gigs for my band. Like oh. I'd be like, I think it was called Groove Nation or something. Are you some sure it's not Reverb like Nation? It was Reverb Nation. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Now <laughs> that I... We're number one in the Orlando scene for metal guys. <laughs> we're number one in Oklahoma for Reverb Nation and rock. Like seven yes. <laughs> and like at seventeen years old, like some black metal band like pushes you down to second, you're like, Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> and then you real then you realize it's like it's Reverb Nation. Like, yeah, like... <laughs> it doesn't matter. It really does doesn't. not matter anymore. Reverb Nation is like what my or it, it was my somebody trying to make MySpace like type thing. It's like popular. if Mister Rogers made MySpace. Yes, there we go. That's what I was. <laughs> that's I was trying to think of like a good analogy, but yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Oh. Mister Rogers, uh, his house is like down the street from me, or is his house really? was. Is oh. his wife still alive? I don't know. But yeah, a lot of the that the house that you see like uh in the show is his house where they filmed that specific part of it down oh. here in Winter Park, Florida. That would have been great to see you randomly in the movie just like they didn't they didn't cap it out. And so you just see little Adam just walking across the way. Tom Hanks is just being Mr. Rogers, you know. Tom Hanks is sketches hell right now oh dude. yeah he is <laughs> i didn't even realize Yikes. like there's so much stuff that's been going on that i haven't caught on to lately like the whole saw, tyler carter thing i he, saw, I literally... he straight up saw ashton kutcher running down a hallway like <gasps> and he was like uh i'm gonna become a greek citizen now yeah <laughs> yeah which that's just oh god dude yeah that's just sketchy af but like no, I was a. Uh, I was actually just scrolling through Facebook, and then uh, <laughs> I just saw issues like, "Yeah, Tyler Carter's not in the band anymore," and I was like, "What? What happened?" And then I found out what happened. I guess, and a lot of people are like affirming it. And I was like, "Well, all right, <laughs> another one bites the dust." Oh boy. Yeah. But you know, someone who should be in that position and somehow dodged it mm. is. Uh... Eddie Hermita. Oh, jeez. I don't know if you know the backstory. Though, nope, I do I'll... not. But I'm more than more than welcoming of you giving me that that sweet backstory. Oh no, no, I don't really want to do it. To be quite honest with you, I don't oh, want to waste fair. my breath. I don't want to waste my breath on that situation. Is it like but, an uh, old? Is it like all shall perish situation, or is it after that? Nah, it's like nah, he was in suicide silence, I believe. When, oh, I don't know how I missed that then, but uh, I think he like uh, vetted like a like a sixteen, seventeen year old girl or something. Uh, I probably shouldn't even be talking about shit like that because that's buried deep in the internet in some article, and it's been and somebody's gonna be like, and... "What? No, if you put that on Twitter, he's done." Like, <laughs> K-pop yeah, fans will true. find him, and they will. <laughs> Find every deepest, darkest secret that you've ever had. If you've posted on uh, Twitter, they'll they'll find it and they'll be like, "Didn't you assault a third grader in like high school? Didn't you drink from the girls' water fountain when you were in third grade?" Yeah, yeah dude. They Twitter manhunts. Twitter doesn't play any games. Twitter and TikTok. TikTok will be like, "Hey, I'm looking for this dude who I saw in like 
first grade. Oh, cool. It's been an hour. Here he is. Like. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guys who are like posting Craigslist ads, like, you were in a coffee shop in 2007. You grazed by my shoulder. And, and you know, they're trying to find like this one girl and then no attention to it whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> uh, it's, it's nutty, dude. But I guess. What what is something we can move on to? Oh, how so? How what are some insights that you have like with the music industry as a whole right now? Like, what do you with the whole COVID thing, everything like that? Like, what are what are some thoughts that you've been having on that, if any? Like in regards to maybe how things should be handled. You know, is it a good idea for shows to be going on or? Uh, um, like I mean. I don't think shows should be going on just yet until like this dies out and all the dumb people aren't defending their freedom to not wear a mask. <laughs> um, but like, to be honest, bro, I find more comfort in just leaving it up to whatever. destiny, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not an official. I'm not going to be able to make a baby. change. I mean, at, it would just cause me more anxiety worrying about things like that um, and more impatience of like, why isn't everything back up and running yet? Uh, well, <laughs> I want to play my shows, damn it. Yeah. So I'm just taking this time to make really cool music. Yeah. That's honestly, yeah. I mean, I've tried seeing about getting live streaming stuff for shows because i would much rather like if you get a venue to do a live stream set i'll do that shit in a second like <laughs> i'll gladly play a show if it's like live streamed via a venue and like people aren't actually there because like yeah. uh, i don't know how you're gonna tell me that like you're, you're social distancing at the show i don't know how you're gonna uh, attempt to enforce that especially for a metal show maybe an indie show maybe depending on what the music they're playing is but like a metal show, social distancing, where the demographic, yeah, no, <laughs> the demographic is either angry boy boomers or like <laughs> Gen X and Z. Like it's just not gonna happen. Like no, they're gonna collide. This <laughs> is gonna be a bad time. I just it's gonna be more COVID it. outbreaks. Yep. Uh, people are gonna forget what drink is theirs. Uh, it's gonna get passed around a lot more. Oh, nah, yeah. I'm good. I'm Gucci. Yeah. Like, yeah, throw your house party show. Uh, your neighbors are gonna get the cops called on you. So, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be there. Uh, <laughs> you know, Pretty I'm much. cool. I'm chilling. I'm working on stuff. I'll let you know everything settle, if it ever will settle. I mean, come on. Like, we got through the Black Plague, and we didn't even like have actual N95 masks or whatever the <laughs> fuck they're called. You know, we sent people to islands. Yeah. If you were sick, you know, we're lucky. We're lucky to be able to, you know, hold up in our homes. Yeah. It th like people were sent to an island if you were sick to die. Yeah. They didn't get to stay inside their house. They didn't get Netflix. They didn't get to write new music. Like act upon this time, you know? Yeah. Because if this were 500 years ago, Bye. Bye bye. You're <laughs> gonna go sure thirty all... <laughs> miles. You're gonna go thirty miles off the coast till you die. <laughs> the 
like 70 yeah. percent of the u.s pretty much mm-hmm. of just like mm, it's it's violating my rights mm. yeah it's like well guess what you wouldn't have had any back then and you would have been on a boat with 40 other people like where are we going and they're like shut up no nah, dude i've had some <laughs> some weird people when i've when I shared a post that Ben Dorr made about like masks that some dude in Germany was like, yeah, we literally aren't having this problem. Cause like people, yeah, I saw that there were, yeah. And this dude was like trying to compare, like, he was like, you don't see the bigger picture. Like it's all the government. And I'm like, but what is this? It's all 5g bro. <laughs> it's all the 5g's <laughs> T-Mobile is a part of the plot, but no, yeah. the, the real kicker for me on how, like how I knew how ludicrous it was, is they tried to compare it like wearing masks to being like segregated in the fifties. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm just done listening to you. Cause if that's where you have to go with the conversation, I ain't for that. Bye. Okay. Wearing a mask is more like having to wear those big fucking sunglasses after you get LASIK eye surgery. Yeah. That's, that's, it's not like segregation, buddy. Like no way. No, it was, <laughs> no he was way. like, and now you're just going to unfriend me because you're such a bigot. And I was like, what? And then he you know, unfriended and blocked me. And I was like, I, okay, but see, ya, I guess Dude, that's a big problem I have. It's like, just have a conversation with me. Yeah. Like, like, like stop leaving that. Like I got the last word in, and now I'm going to block you comment. It's like, have yeah. a conversation with me because this is how I get to understand where you're coming from. And this mm-hmm. is how you get to understand where I'm coming from. And no, I don't expect you to be enlightened and see my point of view so crystal clear just from a facebook conversation but at least it will help you know that conversations like this don't have to be hostile they don't need to they don't need to end in us blocking each other we can agree to disagree and there's nothing wrong with that there's people out there who have a totally different opinion than you and a totally different ideology than you and that's not something that you need to push them away for that's something that you need to take them in for Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way th- to understand how to solve the problem if you don't even know what their problem is. Yeah, pretty much. But, like, it's just nutty. Like, and honestly, I doubt yeah. we'll have shows, at least for I probably won't see a show until, like, maybe 2021, late 2021, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, they, they got to be double sure, bro. Gonna, oh, they, yeah. they, just like those jewel cartridges, bro. <laughs> we have to take out the enemy. The enemy is the jewel. We need to get rid of that fruit punch flavor. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know who else likes jewels? Uh, Joe Biden. Uh, dirty, dirty <laughs> Oh my god! I just realized what impression that was. God damn. <laughs> Stinky, stinky Joe. Are y'all going to Chick-fil-A? Boycott Chick-fil-A because they took away my chicken salad sandwich like three years ago. So go to Zaxby's now. Dude, Zaxby's, we have Zaxby's. Zaxby's slaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely chick- will. Oh, yeah. No, you go ahead. You definitely will say what? I definitely will say, though, um, we also have canes a lot. See, I don't know what type of shit that is. I got you don't Wawa know what down Canes here. is? What? Like, Cane and Abel? They don't have Canes? Where does he live? Oh, yeah, where are you? Look, you're in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. brother. Oh, 
well, shit. That's like, it's actually pretty good chicken for the most part, but it's like, it's pretty big, I guess, around here. And is it just Oklahoma? That's just O Town, um, baby. <laughs> I get well. Maybe when you come to Oklahoma, you know, twenty five years from now, uh, you can have some canes, and it's it's pretty good. Zaxby's, I will say, is better just because it has more variety. Their chicken salad but, is so good. Oh, Zaxby's, yeah, fuck yeah, their chicken salad. And those salads. white, those white macadamia nut cookies. Yes, that's right. That's right, mm-hmm. my brother. Hell Much better yeah. than Subway. Much oh, better God. than Subway. Uh, man, I sometimes it really depends on the Subway you go to. Because, man, you'll oh, just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, you'll get such a shit sandwich. Oh, wow, hey, w- welcome seven people to the chat all of a sudden. Hope you're having a good night. We're uh, we're just talking about Subway. <laughs> uh, we were talking about controversial stuff. We got all the 5 Gers in here now. Yeah, we do. Oh, wow, two follows in a row. Let's go. Hey, hey, Fusrada, what's up, dude? Hey, Cody, thank you so much for the follow and caress. Thank you so much for the follow. Yeah, yeah, we're we're just talking about like we were talking about Zaxby's and uh and shit. And apparently that Adam doesn't have canes where he is. So do you guys chat? Do you have canes? Raising canes. Raisin canes. Sorry. Also, Whataburger is the superior place. Don't. That's a me. very that's a that's a very weird movie, and that guy plays that part a little too well in that movie. <laughs> Kane sucks. What the? What the? Well, you I mean, heard it is it the... better than Zaxby's? No, Zaxby's I think is the best. Um, definitely. Adam has yeah, just, Kane's. Don't let him lie to you. Just bring back the chicken salad sandwich, dude. <laughs> it's not that hard to bring back. I know they can do it. Well, They're just choosing okay. not to. Taco Bell has chicken now. I don't know if you saw that, but they have chicken wings now. Dude, Taco Bell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yo, you can be like the nicest person ever to that drive through dude. But when you get to the side, it will always be, what you want? <laughs> it's like, hi, how are you today? What you want? <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what I want. I'm sorry. I was just trying to be nice. Fusrada has a good point, though, with Canes. Is he likes Canes because you always know what you're going to get. Because there's literally like only like five options. There's like, do you want two chicken tendies? Do you want three chicken tendies? Do you want three of those chicken tendies in a sandwich, which will make it a sandwich combo? Do you want 25 chicken nuggets? Like, I want pizza. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. Taco Bell will eventually do that. So <laughs> that that definitely be me. Uh, do you guys like... have any uh, questions, by the way, for Adam? Uh, and if you don't know who Adam is, uh, he's the vocalist of Awaken Providence and Entombed in the Abyss. <laughs> yeah, they're like pretty big. <laughs> they're like they're like pretty big. Chicken Express, kind of nice. Ooh, you're not wrong. Chicken Express corn nuggets. Mm. It's that good shit. Have you ever had a corn nugget, Adam? You like a hush puppy? You know, weirdly enough, not that much. I used to, but I think I had Long John Silvers uh, so much back in the day where I only simp for drummers. What did you say to me, you little shit? <laughs> Quoted from Ninja, by the way. <laughs> what did you say to me, you little shit? No, I, it's okay. Drummers are cool too. Like I, I wish I could drum, but my hands 
they don't do things at separate times. Ninja is a true gamer, correct? Obviously. He yeah, I don't really play video games that much. Yeah, Adam just he he plays with rocks and sticks and then screams at them. Only heavy rocks though. <laughs> Only boulders. Yeah. What's your favorite vocal style, Adam? Is a question from Fruitsroda. Are you talking about That's... like his favorite? Oh yeah, no, it is your favorite. Yep. What's your favorite? Uh oh, um, <laughs> oh man! Oh no, the hard questions. Duh. The good ones. I don't know. Like I, I can't pinpoint it down to one. Like everyone is so good with, not everyone, but man, that was mean. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people are really good just doing their own thing. You know, uh, some of my favorite vocal styles. Uh, Ian Bear from Rings of Saturn, specifically mm. the Lugal Kian album. Um, Adam Warren on every album he's ever done. Nick Arthur from Molotov Solution. Uh, you know, CJ from Thy Art. He's got, I like CJ not necessarily because I think he's the most creative vocalist, but I like him because he knows how to layer his voice really well. He knows how to sound yes. like there's an army behind him. Yeah. Um, as far as like techniques go, uh, my favorite technique is the third technique, just because. Are you it's able to? Uh, are you able to demonstrate for us? Nah, dog. <laughs> nah. Sorry, that's it's VIP not... shit. Oh, like it, shit. If if you <laughs> want if you want it if you want to see me use it, just straight up go onto my Instagram and you can either go through my posts and find little snippets of me doing it raw. Or uh, on my highlights, there's a little highlight called VOX, folks. Uh, and you'll be able to see it there. But straight up, I got my sister with cancer in the other room. I got my nephew yeah. sleeping in the other room. Uh, by VIP shit, I don't mean you're not worthy to see it. I mean, like, <laughs> VIP I, I don't want sandals thrown at me from the door. So <laughs> I felt so bad for uh, was that your grandma? Or who was that who walked in earlier? Did you not notice them? Did you really uh, not notice them? <laughs> she like whoever it was, they were look they looked older and they stared at the camera for a second and then just slowly <laughs> backed away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I, it was probably either my it was probably either my mom or my sister. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how you didn't see that, but I just. That's why I was kind of like <laughs> looking in the corner. Listen, I ain't stressing it. All right. Uh, no. Yeah. No, man. You don't need to be stressing it. Hmm? Shut the door. door. Okay. Okay. All right. But yeah. No. Um. You know, I think a question I'm really interested in asking is, you know, how did you get started in Awaken Providence? Because Obviously, no. I know there was William Ramos before, and then he just kind of yeehawed out of there, I guess. I don't know why, but... And then... Uh, uh, I'll let Will you... explain that, or I'll let DeAndre explain that. Oh, yeah, no. But... I'm not asking for his backstory on that. I just know he was like, he was gone, so... But I'm just curious, yeah. at, how did how did you pop into the, to the little time frame there? Um... 
I know you well, said Chris had to do with it. Chris had to do with it indirectly. Like by Chris had to do with it, I mean uh, if by the time DeAndre came to me with that proposition, I would have been like, I don't do this shit anymore, dude. Oh, but Chris, but Chris reignited Chris, your like want to do yeah. stuff. And, mm, okay. Um, um, DeAndre had been DeAndre and a couple people from AWIP had been fans of mine and uh, they'd watch a lot of my covers or my tutorials, which I took down by the way. So don't go looking for them. Did you really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I when? Just down. Oh well, I I got them on private. Oh uh, yeah, okay. I I took them down probably around this time last year. I want to say. Really? Huh? Yeah. I guess I never um, really like paid attention, but I definitely remember those videos back in the day. Cause I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, this man sounds crispy. Sounds like a crispy sprite from McDonald's." So Which, good. by the way, it's because Coca Cola's got a special contract with McDonald's where they get special tubing, special carbonation measurements, and special Coca Cola brand syrup for McDonald's. Ooh. Which is why Coca Cola tastes way better from McDonald's. Same with the Sprite. Same with all that. It's because they get special treatment from. They Coke. literally have the crispy hookup. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, That's incredible. Uh, I don't. I don't even remember what the question is, dog. Be straight up. With you. <laughs> how did you? How did you? Uh, how did you get into Awaken Providence? Oh yeah. Uh, well, DeAndre was a big fan of mine, and then after Will left, uh, he had his eyes on me before they were originally looking for a new vocalist, but he thought that the distance problem would be a really big problem so they ended up going with will that time around Mm -hmm. and then when will left he was like okay i'm not gonna give a shit about distance anymore i'm just going to um you know put the band out there and try and get this kid and he messaged me which they had stayed at my house before on tour uh i've been friends with them since before um it wasn't just like a Hey, we've never spoken to each other, but you want to join my band? Yeah, uh, I was, I was a big fan of Awaken Providence, and um, you know they stayed at my house while they were on tour down here, so we we knew each other okay enough. Uh, in fact, they actually stayed at my house the night that we filmed Apocalypse Document uh, for Entombed in the Abyss. But uh, yeah, he messaged me, asked me to try out. I tried out and uh, I got the spot and you know, a couple months after that it was, Hey, go record this album and who else, but Chris, am I going to get to record my vocals just cause we work like clockwork. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, we know what each other are thinking. He'll introduce new concepts to me that don't seem like that's not, I'm not going to do that, bro. It's, it's never lame shit or shit that's out of my comfort zone or I don't think will sound well. We're just so on the same page about stuff that um, we just work really well together. So I went and recorded all the vocals with Chris and, uh, you know, album got put out, toured a little bit, and now we're writing a new album. That's basically yeah. the the story of it, you know. Okay. 
I'm not going to tell you how much we like fart and stuff. So. Uh, damn it! That's that's the juicy stuff, dude. The, no, gotta the be there out. to, gotta be there to believe it. <laughs> did you ever like shit, fart, and burp at the same time? Like, I've did you never see shit. God? I've never shit in my life. <laughs> Shitting's for quitters. I'm not a quitter. Yeah. How do you think I got this big dog? <laughs> <laughs> this Keep is all my shit, shit together, both yeah. <laughs> metaphorically <laughs> and literally. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, my God. Yeah. I mean. And then you said Entombed in the Abyss is still going though now, right? To an extent, yeah. To an extent. We're gonna we're gonna record a new album. We're not gonna do live stuff just because Yeah. <laughs> like what? We don't want to. Like if we are gonna do live stuff, we're as far as the rest of the members. So I'm not going to actively search for new people to be in Entombed in the Abyss because it wouldn't be Entombed in the Abyss. Like with Awaken Providence, DeAndre is the mastermind behind most of everything in that band. Mm-hmm. So DeAndre is able to search for new members if it comes to it. But as far as Entombed in the Abyss goes, I'm not going to write another Entombed in the Abyss album with members that were never really a part of it. Mm-hmm. If I'm writing a new album, it's with the original people. That's yeah. what Entombed in the Abyss is. So, um, they're not really able to tour. We've been offered really big stuff <laughs> super late. Like we've gotten offers from labels that super big bands are trying to get on to labels. And they're like, hey, if you guys ever want to be a band again, just let us know. And I was like, hey, hey you're like two years late. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're just going to record music to... We're just really tired of seeing a lot of really shitty deathcore made. And I'm not going to name names and stuff like that. But, like, where did these lines get blurred? Like, I don't know about you, but when I think of deathcore, I think Serpent Servant by Impending Doom. I think Insurrection by Molotov Solution. I think Depth or Contagion by Oceano. I don't think... When Deathcore comes to mind, I don't think of Infinite Annihilator or mm-hmm. this stuff where that everyone seems to be following this trend of like extreme, 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 or like black metal. It's like where did the grooves go? Like yeah. where did where did the vocal pauses go? Where did meaningful lyrics go? So that's if anything, if it comes to it and people really want to see Entombed live that bad, I'll put together a um a live lineup but that's all they'll be it's mm-hmm. it's not going to be like hey and maybe you know like i can help like i can build i can help write the next album it's going to be a whoa 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 like i understand that you really like this band and you want to be a part of it but you can't be a part of it like all five members of entombed have the same tattoo on their right leg oh like that we started this we were the ones who grew up together having to do this just like Chris. I owe a lot of my career to them. So there's no new members of Entombed in the Abyss. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And if you are a new member, it's because you're a live member. Yeah. But once... don't get me wrong. I'm going to take care of those people. I'm going to pay oh, them. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to going to use people, but yeah. that's just wrong. 
in my eyes for me to be like, hey, and this guy, he's actually really good at guitar and he's been playing live with us for a while. No, I'm sorry, but that no one else can join. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if somebody else joins, it's just not going to be Abyss anymore. Nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. Basically. But those are my three projects I'm focusing on right now is my solo stuff, the Entombed stuff, Entombed to the Abyss stuff, I should say, and Awakened Providence stuff. Okay. Well, let's see here. We've been going for about an hour and 36 minutes, my guy. Look at that. I told you time would fly. Um, yeah. You want to top <laughs> it off at like hour 45? I'm, sure. I'm down to go like another 10 minutes or so. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, if you were to give any vocal insight to people, what would you, what would you like give? Um, uh, three things, uh, try and become a, three things. Uh, so, oh man, it's hard because everyone's journey is different. But oh, yeah. these are the these are the things I focused on: individuality and versatility. Mm -hmm. If you learn how someone does vocals, don't just take that and run with it and do what they do. Mm -hmm. Take what you like that they do and do it your own way. Yeah. Find your own voice. Stop trying to mimic. Basically, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because. And it's awesome. It's awesome when, you know, you find a vocalist that sounds a lot like your favorite vocalist, but they only like you because you sound like someone they already really yeah. like. Um, please, please, please practice. Like, stop. Like, have a mind of your own. Like, don't necessarily care so much about what other people want to see out of you. Ask yourself what you would like to see out of your vocals. Um, don't get in your head so much about stuff. You know, there's going to be off days. There's going to be bad days. And take it with a grain of salt. You know, you know it's a bad day because you inherently know these aren't what your days are like. So don't beat yourself up over it. That's just a day that you need to take a break. Um, push yourself. Like I, I had to, uh, yeah, that, that was my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, push yourself, you know, uh, push the boundaries, not to where you're going to hurt your voice, but think of new stuff to do, push the limits. I always called them breaking barriers. Uh, when I learned something new where I could push my highs higher, my lows lower. Oh yeah. Um, warm up. I don't give a shit if you do scales like me. I do scales because I've been in chorus my whole life, and that's just what moves my true chords out of the way for my false chords to be able to do what they do. Mm -hmm. um, even if, you know, just warm up. And with the practice thing, don't get so upset when you don't see immediate results. Like, if yeah. you go to the gym for a week, do you really think you're going to see results that quick? No. It's from progress and continuation and keeping it going. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be a secret technique or a secret thing where if you move your tongue this certain way, mm -hmm. 
you know, things are going to magically click together and I'll be the best, you know. Yeah, because there's always mechanisms to, like, each type of thing that you'll do. Like, I think for the longest time, because back in the day, I listened to a lot of, like, We Came as Romans. And so I always was like, I don't understand how Dave Stevens does his, like, yell vocal things. And then I would try and try back in, like, ninth grade. And I actually, I think that's the only time... I think when learning vocals, I've ever like lost my voice. I haven't had that ever happen since, but that Mm -hmm. was like my moment of like, Oh, okay. I've really got to be fucking careful. Um, and now I just was like, Oh, so if I just, ah, and then I, yeah. And then mix those together. It makes Mm -hmm. sounds like this. And then it, I can do stuff with it. Granted. Yeah. Those type of vocals you have to be careful with because they are, I don't want to call them necessarily a fry but it kind of uses the same idea because it distorts it, but it's definitely one of those vocals that you just can't keep doing. Like it will eventually like no matter how much you warm up, like eventually it will start to like go out on you a little bit, but yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's still useful. I've used it in like some other projects, but yeah, it's just one of those things. The thing I've needed to learn recently is just take a break. Like take a break. Like I practice literally every day. <laughs> I, yeah. Should I? Mm. But like for me, doing vocals is just like smoking a cigarette. Like I feel like I have to have the urge to just I gotta do it. Yeah. I've gotta yeah. do something vocally related. And like I finally had that like epiphany of like I really just need to like step back because it's just I'm eventually mm-hmm. just gonna get so frustrated that Yeah, I've been there too as well. Like, yeah. So mm-hmm. I would say that at least on my end, that's the biggest thing is like learn to take a break again. Yeah. Also, you know, don't be afraid to push yourself, um, but n- figure out what your boundaries are and where you can kind of push slowly. You know, you don't want to mm-hmm. just be like, all right, cool. I learned how to do lows. I'm going to learn how to do uh, some tunnels now all the way. Yeah. And master them completely in one day. Like it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the last thing I'll say as far as my advice goes is like be an individual. And yes. by that I don't mean like try to be as different as you can possibly be. Mm-hmm. I mean don't self-deprecate. Don't degrade yourself because you're looking at other people's voices or achievements. Mm-hmm. Because if you do that, you're always going to be less than to yourself. Um, so take pride in how you sound, even if, you know, maybe you're not proud of how you sound. That's your voice. Own it. You know, Mm -hmm. you think, you think the dude from knocked loose at first was happy that he could only hit one tone the whole time. No. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. But he, he rocks that shit. Mm -hmm. He owns it. And now people now, want to sound like it, yeah. And now people want to sound like that is because even though he was not the strongest voice in the room, he stuck to it and he knew he had something there. So, like, just be proud of your voice. Don't self-deprecate. Don't treat yourself like a piece of shit just because you can't hit a certain tone that someone else can because they have a different voice. They have a different biology than you do. So, yeah. Yeah. But, all right, we are getting pretty close to that 45-minute mark. Do you have any bands or people that you want to shout out or just give, like, thanks to or anything like that? Anything you want to make mention of, like, just on your own accord? 
Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Devin is still watching, but Devin's got um, his own band that I just did a feature for called Worm Shepherd. Uh, like their page, do whatever you can to support them. Uh, that'll be coming out. I don't know when, uh, but if you stay tuned, you'll know when. Uh, also, God of Nothing. God of Nothing, those are my homies. Those are my brothers. Um, they actually liked our band <laughs> and like reached I, out a bit. Hell yeah. Which those like. are some, those are some of the, those are real people. Those are real. It was God of Nothing or like, it's something with God in it. I know that, but God of Nothing mm-hmm. sounds really familiar. So I'm hoping, now I'm hoping and now that they were the ones that liked our stuff, but. That they're they're really good dudes. If it is them, I'd say definitely hit them back up. I did a feature for them, um, as well. Has not come out yet. Uh, do what you can to support them. If you stay in tune, you'll know when that kind of stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll shout out, you know, the people that have been with me the whole way. Uh, Chris Whitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a fan of King Conquer. You know, they're not a band anymore, but still jam their shit, please. And even more importantly, Body Snatcher. Um, Body Snatcher were, have been really good friends of mine over the years. I've known Kyle since before he started Body Snatcher. Support that band because they care about what they do. That's a band that's writing real lyrics. Um, who else? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, those are mainly the people that I'd, I'd want to shout out. Yeah. Yeah, but no, dude, I just, I have to say, like, I just appreciate you, one, you know, being on this, and two, I just appreciate you being real. Like, I, I yeah, think man. one of my biggest fears that I have when I talk with people um, is, you know, that it just turns into, like, a, a one-sided, like, yep, cool. Thanks. Thanks for hitting me up. Glad you glad you're a fan of my stuff or something like that you know it, it's just nice to like actually have conversation and it's nice to maintaining that like, yeah they're like <laughs> trying to maintain the deathcore mentality outside of the realm of music yeah yeah no there's there's no point to that man be accepting of people because you never know you never know yeah you know who they might be bigger than you one day or you might be that person in their inbox one day so just oh, be yeah. Just have humility. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But no, I I definitely really appreciate. It. Please go check out Adam and all of his stuff. Also, if you want to get a feature from him, he's on Featured X now. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go check it out, guys. I'll lay down <laughs> some cool stuff. Uh, really cool stuff. But um, no, I care about all my features. I do. I put a lot of work into them. Oh, for sure. So, so um, if you guys do want something good or if you're thinking about it just hit me up but uh hey i appreciate you for having me on here i love talking uh if i could do more podcast episodes i would i'm just not in a position to yeah but i love i love doing stuff like this so if you ever want to have me back on maybe like a part two i'm down the clown oh yeah honestly i've been thinking about uh and i kind of did it yesterday night of just having uh people collab with me on like reacting to people's like submissions of like music they send in and stuff. Oh yeah. Honestly, I that. found some bangers, my guy. I found out about mm-hmm. Paleface. I didn't know who the hell they were. And that... I'm sorry. I need to shout out one more person. <laughs> okay. Or band. 
<laughs> this band, y'all need to check this shit out. Mm. It's called Funeral Wake. Mm, yeah, he's actually he's been in part of my uh, chats. I, yeah, Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. Isaac. Yeah, that's a real dude right there. That's a real person. So go check out my favorite song right now is Gut Wrencher. But mm. as you were saying, Pale Face. Yes, Pale Face is basically Swedish body snatcher mixed with strangled. Nice. So nice. Like, I somebody played them on the or suggested them in the chat, and I was like, all right, cool, we'll check it out. That you want emotion, that shit's angry. Like I'll check it out. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I saw you post about it. Mm-hmm, yeah, like they have stuff on Slam Worldwide, but we only have like a few hundred behind them. Like that blows my mind more than anything. Because like on Slam, they have like thirty k views, and we just have like at most seven k for like one song, and they're like in like three thousand three hundred or something like that, and we're at like two thousand six hundred. And I'm like, bro, why? How? How is this even a thing? This should be so much bigger. But now I'm just like hooked on them. And now I'm like, oh fuck! Now I want to do like beatdown vocals. This sounds sick. <laughs> like, dude, there's yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm like, uh, why am I screaming constantly for four minutes when I know I could just lay down some heavy ass beatdown shit <laughs> and just blow up off of that, dude? But it something about doing beatdown vocals just feels so good. <laughs> It's just that, that power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, but no. So, like, if you'd ever be down to do that, we would just basically... Yeah. I will say for that, you might... I was going to say you might want to use a computer for that just because we'd have to, like, set up a watch together and things like I, that, but... Listen, I ain't some broke-ass dude. I got a computer. I just... Um... Excuses, excuses. Hold on, let me think of my excuse, dog. Uh, <laughs> All right, oh, sorry. Yeah, straight bad. up, I just don't know how to operate that webcam, and this is much easier. So that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it is an excuse, but it's it a fearful is. excuse. I, I suppose so. it's an all right excuse. I'll, I'll let you get away with it this time. But yeah, no, man. yeah. If you ever want to do like collab stuff on that, just by all means, yeah. I'm I'm down for it. But all right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope Thank you, have you guys. Good night and have a good Friday tomorrow.